Coming up today, we're going to talk about something that everybody deals with, and it's been coming up a lot lately. Imposter syndrome. That and more straight ahead. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. It is so good to have you here while you're here. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. I think they call it follow now. It's not necessarily subscribe. But make sure you follow the podcast. Uh, Rate us five stars and leave a written review if you don't mind. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, make sure you're following me on social media everywhere at The Steve Freeman. Website is the same, thestevefreeman.com. Don't forget, VIP members get access to all podcast episodes a day before. So they always get them on Tuesday. If that's something that you're interested in, might be interested in, check it out, thestevefreeman.com. You can find out all the details right there. And today's topic actually comes from the community because it's been coming up a lot lately. But if you'd like to be a part of the community, it's absolutely free. All you have to do is text me. And that number is 949-577-8227. 949-577-8227. You don't get on any kind of list or anything like that. It's it's my phone number. You can text me. As simple as that. And like I said, I listen to what you guys say. Recommendations and all that other good kind of stuff. And like I said, today's show comes from a conversation that I had with a member of the community But also, it seems it's been coming up a lot lately. Uh, So we're going to talk about imposter syndrome today. Uh, Also, welcome back. We are now back on YouTube, uh, the video version. So if you're listening to the audio version right now and you would like to listen or watch the video version, you can do so. And we're no longer on the other special podcast only channel. We are now back on my regular full-time YouTube channel. That was an experiment we were doing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about and why, there's a video up on my YouTube channel called Don't Chase the Algorithm. It was just uploaded last week. Go check that out and you'll kind of understand why I'm doing uh, what I'm doing. But we are going to put all of the video versions of the podcast in a playlist on my regular channel. So feel free to go check out the video versions and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. Then you got to hit the thing. To, make, to tell them that you want to be notified with all videos. it's YouTube is doing their best. I believe it's the best platform in the world for building your brand, doing whatever it is. YouTube is amazing, but they make it difficult. So do all of that stuff that you have to do in order to make sure that you're able to see this content should you want to actually take part and see the content. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome. I don't know why, but this has, this has come up a lot lately. I think a lot of this, I think, comes up. I start to see it towards the beginning of the year and the end of the year, which is kind of funny that this is how life and how things work, right? Because you need those periods to be motivated the most. That's when you really need to be at your best. Let's face it. Right now, you should be planning on what, what is my plan for next year? What, what am I doing 
right now? What have I done in the past? What's not working? What can I change? We've talked many, many times. The worst mistake you can possibly make is go into next year, into the the next round, the next evolution, doing the exact same things that you've been doing that haven't worked before. So we should be using this time. I know I am using this time to go, okay, I'm looking forward. I'm not in the rear view mirror. I'm looking through the windshield. I'm looking forward. And what do I need to do differently? And then the first of the year, we it's it's plan implementation. We've got to implement those ideas. But for whatever reason, this imposter syndrome and this self-doubt always seems to creep in when we're trying to be our most creative, when we're trying to really hone in on a strategy. We're really trying to think because that's whatever it is, whether it's it's the, the world or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. We, we somehow allow that self-doubt to creep in. And it keeps us from doing. This time of year, it keeps us from planning, makes us question everything and anything we've ever done. We don't feel like we deserve it. And then at the beginning of the year, it continues to creep in to slow us down from actually implementing and doing the things we know we need to do to change, to get better, to do more, to go further and to hopefully, ultimately, obtain our goals. This has come up a lot lately. Uh, I've heard from people in the community, just conversations I've had with friends. And, and if, you, if you're not familiar with what imposter syndrome is, it's that self-doubt feeling that it, it, it causes you to have a lot of fear, anxiety, and stress. Um, and I, I've actually been doing a lot of reading on the subjects and it can cause you literally to perform lower. Um, it will, it will kill your job satisfaction, but more than anything, it's the fear and the anxiety and the stress that you don't belong where you are. You don't belong where you're trying to go and you're not worthy of achieving the goals that you're trying to achieve. Listen, I, one of the studies that I read said that 70% of people surveyed reported that they had, in fact, dealt with imposter syndrome. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you about something. The, the other 30% were lying. 100% of people deal with imposter syndrome. They deal with the fear, they, the anxiety, the self-doubt, the worthless feeling that we allow to come up a hundred percent of people. I will tell you the most successful people I've ever been around the most successful of my friends in business and wealth and every other measurable statistic that you can use to measure success. I've had conversations with all of them and they have all dealt with imposter syndrome. I've talked with the top most famous artists in the world as recent as a couple of weeks ago in talking about this very thing that they don't feel like they deserve what they have. They can't believe where they are. They're not that great of a singer. They're not that great of a performer. We allow these feelings to, to come in and take over, and it's not good. We're going to talk about how we can get rid of those today. But let's let's take a look. There's a lot of different ways this you you look, you can deal with imposter syndrome at work. 
which is a specific number of conversations I've had over the last few weeks with people that are dealing with having imposter syndrome in their job. They don't feel like they deserve the job. They don't feel like they're up to the challenge. They feel like they got lucky and got the job. You can deal with imposter syndrome at home. People, look, parents, I I can tell you firsthand I have dealt with imposter syndrome as a father many, many, many times. I mean, it's like I've felt clueless. I've felt incapable. I have felt inadequate. You can deal with imposter syndrome in any area. You can deal with it at school. You're a college student. If you are still in high school, you can deal with it in relationships. How many of us have dealt with it in relationships where you just feel unworthy? of the attention, unworthy of the relationship with the significant other that you feel. You feel that your your partner will, will your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, they will at some point figure out that you're just really not that great. It happens to all of us. Most of us as creatives, and I'll always come at things as a creative, because as a creative, we get off, if you will. We feel our value when people recognize what it is that we're creating. When when other people tell us, man, I really loved this video you made. I really loved this song you wrote. Man, that performance of that song was so good. I love the way that you did this or the way that you did that. We love and need and feed off of those reactions as creatives. So creative people tend to deal with imposter syndrome probably more than any other group. And I'll tell you what, maybe out of that 100% of people that they, that they surveyed, maybe 70% of those people were creatives and 30% were just regular people who don't have a creative bone in their body. Maybe that's, that's possible. I don't think so. I still think that that other 30% deals with it at work, at home, at school, in the relationships. But let's just give those 30% people of people credit and just say they're not creative. I'm going to come at it as a creative. I spent 25 years in the music business. Many of those feelings I still have today, whether we're producing a film, whether we're shooting a documentary or docu- docu-series or trying to develop something, I constantly am dealing with it because we are creating art We're putting it out there, and when we don't get the feedback that we are looking for, that's when the self-doubt creeps in. As creatives, we never stop to think that that other person's just an asshole. That, you know, you sent them a new song that you wrote, and they didn't have the response that you wanted. Or you, you, you made a video, and it's not getting the views or the likes. We automatically assume that there's something wrong with us. It starts small and it starts there and then it grows. Maybe I shouldn't be writing songs. Maybe I shouldn't be making records. Maybe I'm not good enough to be an artist. Maybe my voice isn't that great. Maybe I shouldn't be making videos. Maybe YouTube's not for me. I know I know for a fact right now that I am speaking truth to you, everyone listening or watching, because I deal with it and you tell me that you deal with it. I'm here to tell you that you are good enough. Do not let you be your own worst enemy. And for goodness sakes, don't allow yourself to be that critical. Look, we are all our own worst critics. 
it, it, because we're the ones that see it first. And again, I'm speaking from a creative standpoint. We see it first. We deal with it most often because we're the ones right there in the moment. We're the ones that are anticipating and already placing expectations on what the response to this thing we are creating is going to be. On some level, it is really our own fault because we are creating the expectations. And I, I've, look, I've talked about that many times. If you want to live a much happier life, remove expectations in every area of your life. Now, that, look, it's hard to do. I can't do it. I've tried to do it. I can't do it. Most every area of my life where I stay upset, pissed off, unhappy, unsatisfied is because I have set expectations that somebody else has not risen to, that they have not met. That's unfair for us to do to other people. It's unfair for us to do to ourselves. Nevertheless, we're going to do it. But maybe if we can back off of ourselves just a little bit, we can find some peace. Look, I've said it before. Every great creator that I've ever known, that I've ever worked with, that I've ever had a friendship with or any kind of relationship with, we've all, every single one of them, myself included, have dealt with depression and deal with depression on an ongoing basis because of this imposter syndrome. Because we don't feel like we're good enough. We don't feel like we're, we're doing things at a high enough level. We feel, we look around, and for those of us that have been lucky to achieve great things, we, I, I will be the first one to say, I look around sometimes and go, how the fuck did I get here? Because I'm not that good. I talked about it in, a, in an episode a couple of weeks ago. I, I, I never will tell myself that I was a great songwriter. I had skills and I worked on the craft, but I surrounded myself with people that I knew were better than I was, who, who had keys that I didn't have, could open doors that I couldn't kick down no matter how hard I tried. It wasn't a fault of mine. But the more we realize and recognize who we are, where we are, and where we belong, and then most importantly, we figure out what we're missing. What do I not have? It's easy to see the, the pieces of the puzzle that you have. All you have to do is turn the board over and lay them all out there, and they're there. It's easy to see what you have. The most important part about this whole thing is not knowing what you have, but knowing what you don't have. When you can properly identify the pieces of the puzzle that you don't have, then you have to allow yourself and be humble enough to go get the pieces you're missing. Where most of us go wrong and the mistake that most of us make is that we see the pieces that we have and go, I'll just make a fucking picture out of what I've got. I'm not going to allow myself to humble myself to think, okay, well, maybe I'm missing these four pieces and I'm not going to so-and-so and asking them to help me because I don't need help. We do that because of imposter syndrome, believe it or not. We can't believe that the pieces we have aren't good enough. We can't believe that we have to go ask someone else for help or that we need to change directions or that what we've been working so hard for is not going to work out. And the whole problem is us. Now, here's the truth. The problem is us. It's a mixture of expectations and not being willing to do what we need to do to acquire the pieces we're missing. We are good enough. 
You are good enough. Be good enough to yourself to realize what you're missing and then go get it. Because if you don't, you're going to sit around with all these pieces that don't make a complete picture. And then you're going to tell yourself that the reason the picture isn't complete is because you aren't good enough. You're not a good enough writer. You're not a good enough artist. You're not a good enough drawer. You're not a good enough speaker. You're not good on camera. You don't take pictures well. You're not photogenic. The answers to some of this stuff is very simple. Now, actually doing it is something completely different. It's, I will be honest, it's something that I have not yet mastered. And I deal with this all the time. Even though I'm talking to you about it, I deal with it. I have dealt with it this week. But I, I, I'm tired of dealing with it. And I'm tired of, of hearing about it from you guys. And I'm not, I'm not meaning that in any mean way. It, it literally, it hurts my heart. When people in my community text me and tell me they're dealing with this, because this is a seed of depression. And, and like I said earlier, look, creatives are predisposed to dealing with depression. We are. It's going to happen because, again, we're not always going to get the response we're looking for. We're not always going to get that, that positive feedback. There are two reasons for that, and maybe three. One is that the person you're, you're wanting or people that you're wanting that feedback from have no idea exactly how you're wanting that feedback to come and that praise to come. They don't know. Number two, they're just assholes. They know that you need it, and they're withholding it from you. Those are the people that you, you've, you've got to find a way to manage in your life. The third is going into something realizing and already admitting to yourself that you're likely not going to get the response that you want. Those of us that surround us with people that, that know us and that love us, they know these things about us. And so they are usually sources of, of constant support, if you will, or recognition. They know we need it. And they know that part of their relationship with us is providing that. The problem with that is a lot of times some of the things we do don't necessarily need to be praised. We don't always do the best job. We don't always write the best song. We don't always put out the best effort. We think it's we think it's great. It's one of it's like a piece of us. It's we, we're putting ourselves out there. And when, when anything I've talked about this in length before, but whether it's videos or songs or your business or advertising, no matter what it is that you're doing, it's a piece of you. Entrepreneurs cannot escape this. It is a piece of you. So when you put a piece of you out there. We don't look at it when somebody is critical or they're not as supportive or they don't praise it as much. We, we don't take it that it's that singular piece of content, that it's that particular song or that particular video. We take it as it's us. You don't like us. And I would love to tell you that there is a way as a creative for you to stop doing that. There's not. I get asked all the time. What was, out of your entire career, what was the, your most favorite song that you ever wrote? And I can't answer that question. That's like asking me to tell you which of my two daughters I love the most. 
They, I love them equally. It's the same thing. But just like that, when somebody criticizes my child, you're criticizing me. And that's when things get ugly. But for creatives, when we, when we don't receive, when we don't receive that love from other people, because we're not cre- regardless of what everybody's ever told you, you're creating nothing for yourself. The reason creators create is because they need that fix of what it feels like when somebody else appreciates it, tells us how much they love it, how much they love us, tells us how great we are. That's the food that keeps us going to the next thing. It's a drug. I did a video about this a long time ago. So the music business is a drug. It has nothing to do with with the music. It has nothing to do with the business. What it has to do with is being in a position of constantly getting people, mass amounts of people, to tell you how great you are and how much they love you and how much they love what it is what you love what you do. It's that way that people look at you whenever you know they can't do what you can do. And look, that sounds self-centered. It sounds egotistical, and it is. But none of us got into this for how it makes us feel when we do it. All you people that talk about, oh, I just do it for the passion. No, you don't. Because if you did it for the passion, you would need to put it out. You would need or feel the, the need to put it out on Instagram or to put it out on iTunes or to put it out on Apple Podcast or put it out on YouTube or LinkedIn or TikTok. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. If all of the social media platforms got together and made a decision that they were going to remove the likes and remove comments and you would never know what other people thought, people would stop using it. There was a thing going around about a month and a half, two months ago, where Instagram was considering taking the like feature away, where you could no longer like content. And they backed off of that real quick. People don't post on Instagram because they want to post and put, put a picture of themselves out or here's what I ate for lunch and put it out there. You put it out for people to see. We put it out there for people to see, to like it, because we get all stressed out when not enough people like that picture. Not enough engagement, not enough comments. So you see what I'm saying is 100% true. Let's talk real quick before we get out of here about some ways to overcome this imposter syndrome. One of the first ways you can do it is to separate feelings from facts. And we talked just a little bit about that. What we're feeling inside and what we're expecting from other people are two totally different things. One of the studies I said said, recognize that just because you think things, uh, just because you think things doesn't mean they are true. If your mind says, I don't know what I'm talking about, remind yourself that you know more than you think you do and are capable of learning. So separate your feelings from facts. Second way is take note of your accomplishments and be proud of them. 
in moments where you feel like you are less than, it can be helpful to have something around that reminds you of your successes. For me, I put up certain things. I get questions all the time. People, where, where are all, and I'm different, but people are like, where are all your platinum records? Why don't you have them hanging up all over the walls? And I used to. But it found to me, like I felt more of an imposter when I had all of my platinum, gold and platinum records surrounding me on the walls. I also didn't like it when I would invite people in who had not achieved that type of success. I did not want them to feel less than. So I took them all down. They are literally, all of them are sitting in three bins in my garage. I put up certain things that I'm proud of. So take note of your accomplishments. It's okay to put those things around. I don't think that surrounding yourself with all of your accomplishments is, is necessarily a good thing. Because we also need to remind ourselves every day this is a struggle. And it's going to take a lot of work to get it done. And if you're constantly surrounded by making you feel like you've already achieved it, then your output is going to slow down. If you feel like you've already made it, you're going to back off the accelerator. The third way we can fight imposter syndrome is to stop comparing yourself to others. And for you artists and you songwriters, y'all listen to this one especially well, but everybody. Comparing your own life to somebody else's is never a good idea. Holding yourself to somebody else's standard is never a good idea. Look, we can look at successful people and we can go, look, I, I, I really want to achieve those things. How did they do it? You can take work ethic. You can take uh, relationships. You can take how they treat other people. You can take their attitude and you can emulate those things to try to emulate those results. But don't compare yourself to that person. You've not walked in their shoes. You don't know what set of problems being them comes with. I can guarantee you I have been close enough to some very, very, very successful people that I would love to achieve their level of success. But if I had to have or if their problems that they have come along with it, I wouldn't want it. Truthfully. Focus on your own achievement. Focus on your own life. Focus on your own goals and your own efforts. And stop comparing yourself. I wish I was more like that person. I wish I had this person's success. Because with their success comes their problems. And I can guarantee you, most people would take their own problems over the other person's any day of the week. Plus, let's not forget, we're trying to be the best us that we can be. Be the best you that you can be. When I used to meet with artists all the time, I, I would, I always, I loved it and I hated it at the same time when they would say, well, everybody tells me I sound like Carrie Underwood or uh, I want to be the next Taylor Swift or I want to, you know, be the next Jason Aldean. I'm like, why? We've already got them. We don't need another Taylor Swift. Please, for heaven's sake, why don't you be the next you? Start running your own race. Stop comparing yourself to others. If you can do that, I promise you, 
the imposter syndrome that you feel will decrease significantly. Another way we can do it is talk to others. Have somebody that you can talk to. When we sit around and we deal with these feelings on our own, it's the worst thing we can do. Again, why? Because we're our own worst critic. We're harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. Find somebody that you can talk to. And and listen, this is a situation that I have had with a couple of different people in these conversations. They don't have someone they feel like they can go talk to without being judged or without feeling like they're, they're less than or feeling like the feelings they're already having are going to be compounded by talking to somebody else. This goes to your circle. The people that you surround yourself with are the most important choice you will ever make in every aspect of your life. Your profession, your personal life, your relationships. The people you surround yourself with are crucial. I have people in my circle that are there for specific roles. Now, they don't know that. I do. I've assigned them specific roles. I, I know the friends of mine that I can call when I need to talk something out. That's the role they play for me. I know business friends. When I want to talk about business I, or I need some advice, I go to them. I don't take them my personal issues. I don't talk to them about personal problems. Because that's these people over here. Be wise enough with your circle to include it with people that you can talk to, whether it's professional, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's relationship. It can be a friend. It can be a pastor. It can be a, I don't know, everybody is now one of these uh, self-help people. But have somebody that you can talk to. I can't tell you how important that is. And, and here's another thing. It's okay if it is not your significant other. Matter of fact, it shouldn't be. You've got to have an independent third party who has nothing vested or, or no interest whatsoever in the advice they're giving you leading to any other goal other than supporting you, maybe sometimes giving you some hard truths, some te- telling you some things that... that you may not feel is being supportive, but is actually being supportive by just being a rock in your life that can tell you the truth. A lot of times that is not our significant others. Why? Because they want to pump us up. They want to make us feel good. They don't want to see us depressed. They don't want to see us dealing with imposter syndrome. So sometimes we don't get the truth from the people that are closest to us and that love us the most. We don't get that truth Because they love us so much. Find somebody you can talk to. Again, I want to run these overs. Separate feelings from facts. Just because you think something doesn't make it so. Remove yourself as your judge, jury, and executioner. Please. Take note of your accomplishments. Remember the successful things you've done. Remember even the small victories. And I know you guys, I talk about it all the time, but none of you are ever going to find any kind of success unless you can take some enjoyment and fulfillment 
in small victories. Because guys, life is a sum of the small victories. Very rarely are there big victories. The small victories are steps that lead you up. So take note of your accomplishments. Stop comparing yourself to others, please. You are not that person. You are not wearing their shoes. You're not waking up in their bed. You're not putting on their clothes and thank God you're not dealing with their problems. Because I can promise you, they are dealing with imposter syndrome as well. And talk to others. Have people in your circle that you can talk to. For different reasons, again, business, professional, personal. Have wise counsel in your life. I promise if you can do these things, you're not going to eliminate imposter syndrome. Eliminating it completely is impossible, especially if you are a creative. If you deal with this like I do, it's something you're going to deal with forever. Just like depression. Just like self-esteem and self-worth. We're going to constantly deal with it unless every single thing we do is loved by everybody else in the world. Unless everybody we know and don't know and strangers and everyone on social media unless every one of them unilaterally decides that we're the greatest thing since sliced bread and feels like they need to tell it to us every five seconds, we're going to deal with this. But if we can take just a little bit of it and diminish it and chip away at it, the more productive you're going to be, the more creative you're going to be, the more confident you're going to be. And when you start doing things out of a place of confidence, and self-value, and self-awareness. The things you're going to do are going to be so far better than the things that you did or didn't do because you didn't think you did them well enough or that you don't belong. Again, 70% of people surveyed said they deal with imposter syndrome. And I believe the other 30% are just flat out lying. We all deal with it. I hope what we talked about in today's episode helps you in some small way. Again, if you have questions, you want to talk about it, even sometimes just getting it out there and saying, I'm dealing with this, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this, just vocalizing it makes it better. I'm always here to hear those things from you guys, especially from those in my community. So listen, if you feel like you just need to tell somebody, I'm here for you. Text me, 949-577-8227. 949-577-8227. Don't sit and struggle with this by yourself. It's the worst thing in the world you can do. Guys, girls, everybody else. I mean, now in this day and age, you don't ever know, you know, with all the pronouns and stuff. Um, Thank you for being here again. Uh, If you're listening to the audio version on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere else, don't forget, rate the podcast five stars. Leave us a written review. It takes 30 seconds, 60 seconds. 
I would greatly appreciate it. If you're watching the video version on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel now that the podcast video versions are back on the original main YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe so that you get uh, you get a notification as long as you hit the bell and then click the other thing, the drop down menu and tell it to make sure that you're notified for every video. If you go through the entire process, then you will be notified, hopefully, every Wednesday when a new episode becomes available. And connect with me on Instagram, at the Steve Freeman. It's the verified account. If it's not verified, it's not me. And I will never ask you for money. I will never send you a DM and ask you for money. Had a horror story with that last year. Somebody paid somebody else to produce a record that said it was me and it wasn't me and it was a whole thing. So all of my accounts, except for Twitter, are verified um, because I don't use Twitter. Um, So if it doesn't have the little blue check mark, guys, it's not me and don't waste your time. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Don't forget, dream big or Carter. <laughs>